Hi, everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. Today, I have my most frequent guest back, my husband. Want to say hello? If I wasn't your husband, would I be the most frequent guest back? Wait, that question doesn't make any sense. Of course it does. <laughs> Grammatically, perhaps not. Oh, but you if, know what I mean. If, if I, I wasn't, wasn't your... married to you, would I have you on the show? No, would so I? Much? Would I be the? Well, yeah, that's basically probably what I'm not. Probably not. <laughs> would I be on at all? I don't know. It would depend on like if we dated for a little bit and then you were a jerk and and, and then we not. What if you just saw my value in the world and just thought, oh, he would be good to have on coaches? I don't know corner. if I'm a big enough person. If you really broke my heart or burned me or was a jerk, if I could still be like, oh, well, he contributes value to the world. To no, but what, what if what if we never met? Right. Then how would I have you on the podcast if we never met? No, but if we never physically met in this capacity and you just thought, oh, you noticed me somewhere on the, in the world of social and you thought, oh, he'd be good to have on coaches. Yeah, corner. I probably would. There you go. No, actually, you'd probably pitch me. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so here we are. Hope that our banter brought you a little bit of a smile. And we just wanted to come on and talk about love and relationships and dating in the time of this pandemic. I feel like we need a new word the time for of this time. Corona. Now let's not even say it. Um, um what could we call this time? We'll reflect on it, but we're definitely gonna look I think back. in years to come we'll figure out what yeah. this time will be called. Yeah. Well there's gonna be a lot of corona babies. There's gonna be the corona generation. Yeah well I'm gonna I'm gonna born. I'm gonna leverage my uh my my connection to 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 you and I'm gonna uh, shout out my my very very close friend Rob and Michelle who just had a baby. Yeah. I thought yeah. you were about to say you're going to make a Corona baby with me. <laughs> <laughs> Think you'd know. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, so yes, we're here to talk about keeping your relationship thriving and also dating, and it's something we've talked about in our live coaching calls something I've talked about in some videos that I put up, but we wanted to dive into it a little more. So first we're going to address those of you who are in relationship and are spending more time than normal with your significant other and having to adjust to, you know, working from home, cleaning the house together, navigating schedules, working out from home, and especially you parents who also are having to manage co-parenting. And if you find that you're maybe a little irritable with each other, a little more stressed out, and then you're feeling guilt about that because you know you should be really grateful right now, or you feel like you're not doing a good enough job of parenting, your kids are having too much screen time, and you're judging yourself for drinking wine at three o'clock in the afternoon, we first just want to say, let yourself off the hook. We are in unprecedented times, and you really aren't going to be doing any better if you're judging yourself through the process. And we're all under a bit of a pressure cooker and stress can be something that either damages a relationship or a relationship can be something that helps you have less stress. And the choice really is up to you and up to you and your partner about how you navigate these stressful times. So we'll start by just sharing a little of our personal experience with this whole thing. So some of you probably know we came off of nearly four months of traveling for work and for personal reasons. And so we were together every single day. I don't think we had a day apart, did we? <clears throat> not really. No, uh, maybe one or two. Maybe one or two. Maybe, yeah, but not like really a full day, yeah. just a few hours. 
And so we were looking forward to moving to our, into our house in Austin and Steph had some trips planned. And so we were going to have some space and it wasn't like we were looking forward to being away from each other, but we were looking forward to having some just space since we had been so together. So when we went into self-quarantine, it was like, all right, well, hello again. (laughs) (laughs) You're still here. Okay, cool. And it was probably a little bumpy at first. Yeah. 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 It was a little bumpy. You want to say more? Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't, it was, it was, you know, in your, in your, using your term, it was an expectation hangover. Yeah. It, it was just, we had plans. I had plans, you had plans and those plans drastically changed and they have changed for so many people. And we are very blessed that the way in which our plans have changed haven't been in a way that have really hurt us. Mm-hmm. And we're very, very grateful for that and very blessed for that. Uh, And we just had to make adjustments. And in making adjustments in the uncertainty, there's been some frustration that's come up as well. Yeah. For both of us, I think. It's not just, but I mean, I'll I'll just speak for myself, but just frustration, not so much being in a house with Christine. That is definitely not a bad place to be. And I can think of an infinite amount of (laughs) problems to have Mm -hmm. that are far bigger than that. It's more that I I feel I'm a big freedom person and if my freedom, if I feel that my freedom is being taken away from me or some expression of my freedom, I'm also not naive to think that I have this complete autonomous sovereign freedom. However, when I'm feeling very limited in my expression Mm -hmm. and we often want what we can't have, Mm -hmm. uh, I get, I can get a little frustrated and mm-hmm. I can get edgy and I can get short and I can get agitated and that obviously doesn't create a very um, nurturing environment for you, which then brings up maybe your stuff. My stuff. And yeah. every couple has their dynamic yeah. and it's not his fault or her fault. Her fault. You all have your dynamic no matter how conscious you are, no matter how many ayahuasca journeys you've done, <laughs> you still have your stuff when it comes to your partner. And one of our dynamics is Steph will often get frustrated and he will withdraw a little bit. And when he's frustrating and withdrawing or being distant, then I get more controlling. And that and I doesn't, love that. he, yeah, he loves it when I tell him what to do. Just says, tell me more, give me more, <laughs> tell me more of what I can and Please let me do. be more passive. <laughs> So it's, it's definitely, it doesn't work. And so what we had to do when we realized that, all right, like we're in this environment together, we are not in a good energy. We are not, you know, contributing to our relationship nor the consciousness of the planet. And we need to like sit down and figure this out and talk it out. Because one of the things that I think is so important is one of the tips that we want to make is You've got to make your relationships, especially with the people that you're living with. And don't worry, we're going to talk to all of you single people who are living alone or even those of you who are alone and in partnership. But those of you who are living with other people, you have got to make that a priority because when that is not in alignment, when that is not healthy, when that is not bringing you joy and safety and relief from everything that's going on in the world, it's going to make the situation so much worse. So we had a Saturday afternoon, we didn't work out, we canceled what we needed to do and we just sat and we we talked it out. And what we realized is we both had fear and triggers that were going on. 
both with just how life was changing, but also with being empaths and feeling what's happening in the world and feeling, you know, I had a lot of fear and sadness come up. Steph had more of this kind of protective aggression come up. You know, he wanted to get weapons. I wanted to get more hand sanitizer. You know, we were just <laughs> having our own reaction to it. And when we really just understood where the other person was coming from, and this is the number one thing where we see couples really fight about is you project the way you would handle something on your partner. So I was projecting my stuff on Steph, wanting him to be more like me. He was wanting me to be more like him. We both wanted the other to understand each other rather than seeking to understand the other. Did what I say just made sense? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. That projection piece is, is huge. I was actually speaking to various clients about that today is that we project onto our partners what we are most familiar with. Mm -hmm. The energetic, I was speaking to a more masculine feminine dynamic about fullness and emptiness specifically to that, but this applies exactly the same. It's if you have a particular way of dealing with something, you will project that way onto your into into your environment, onto the people that you're with, particularly your partner. It's very natural to do that. Mm-hmm. Because it feels safe, it's yeah. familiar, and that's how you that's how you deal with stuff. And so the unconscious expectation is that everyone else should or right. does deal with stuff, and, that way. or should understand the way I deal with it and just adhere to it. Yeah, because my way is the right way. Yeah, we all you do it too. Don't give me that look. You do it too, Mister High Horse over there. Um, and that's what we get into too in couple dynamics: is I'm right, you're wrong, and that will get you nowhere. So we really want to speak to all the couples out there, especially those of you. Who who are co-parenting and also all of a sudden teachers and having to homeschool your your children and, you know, not having really any spare time for yourself is make your relationship a priority, carve time out to really talk about how both of you are feeling, how you don't feel understood, how how you can understand each other, the dynamics and the patterns that are going on. Because in a time of heightened everything right now, it's very easy to be more snippy, more controlling, more withdrawn, more more projecting on your partner. And we have found that when we got to the other side of that and we really leaned into each other and we started having fun again together and we're more affectionate together that we we can be relief for each other in this time of confusion. Because we have our own worries too about what's going to happen to the world, what's going to happen to us, our family members, um, our businesses, all those kinds of things. When we can really like lean into each other as something that's constant. And I'm sure all the single people <laughs> would say, I know I would I would think this when I would see my couple friends arguing over just stupid shit. I'd be like, I would kill to be in a relationship right now. Why are you arguing over this ridiculous thing? Just love each other. And so just love each other, you guys. Work through the stuff. Something that will help, and we talked about this in our free call that we did, and you can access all the free calls and join us for more of the guided breath work and meditations that we're doing at christinehauster.com slash free call, is we talked about the importance of making agreements. Mm. With self and with each other, and then sticking to those agreements. Yeah. So what that can look like is something as simple as house duties. That's something that I really have been wanting to do with Steph because otherwise it just, it kind of gets overwhelming if you don't sit down and agree, I'm doing this, you're doing this, this is the day we clean the house, this is the day we get our groceries, 
you know, I'm working upstairs these times, you're working here, like just having everything in agreement. Like I'll cook dinner this night, you cook it the next night. Because when you have those agreements agreed to during a time when you're not arguing, you're not triggered, but you just have them written out and even an agreement for when date night's going to be, when the cell phone and the news goes off, you actually maybe order in, maybe put the kids to bed a little early or give them a little extra screen time and you go in the other room and you have your, your date night. Um, you can do this virtually if you're in a long distance relationship. You can set aside some time, maybe both order, I don't know, Italian food or something, open up your kombucha or your glass of red wine or your tea or whatever, toast the, through the screen and have a date night where you don't talk about the pandemic. You don't mention Corona unless you're referring to your trip to Cancun where you drank Corona beers on the beach and you just you just talk about what's on your heart. You talk about your relationship. You talk about your hopes and dreams and you have a date night. Which brings us to our next tip, which is talking about the future in an exciting way. Yeah, and even maybe a little planning. We have to understand that the way the world is at the moment, yes, some things are going to go back to how they were, and I I really feel many things will. And yet it's just my opinion, and I'm sure many others share that opinion and that belief. And some things won't go back to how they were, and hopefully the things that don't go back to how they were, the things that need to remain in the past and not be brought, brought into the future. What's important to understand is that this is a temporary state and it's, I want to say, virtually impossible for some level of familiarity or you can call it normality if you like to not go back to normal, to not go back to how it was. And that means, you know, you get to plan travel, you get to plan holidays, you get to plan being out in nature, in the world. You you get to plan that and you can plan that now. I mean, most people they plan six or 12 months in advance anyway. So you can plan for a holiday. You can plan going to new places. You can plan maybe moving home or moving state mm-hmm. that, like you thought you wanted to. Mm-hmm. You can at least plan. That's exciting to look into that, to start uh, an ideation around that, creation around that. Things will change back mm-hmm. to to some form of familiarity. Please believe that. Because if you focus on the world being in despair and being in complete breakdown, you're not going to function very well and you're also going to project that insecurity and that pain into your environment, into those people that you're sharing space with, which then affects the the dynamic and affects the quality of the relationships. Yeah. And even if you don't plan dates, you can still plan ideas, think of where you want to go and and have a positive vision of the future and talk about your future as if it's already happening and the things that you're going to do. Like we have our Love Amplified retreat coming up at the end of September and we're still talking about it as if it's it's happening and who knows where we'll be by then. But we're so excited to to welcome men, women, and couples and take you through breath work. And and I think by that time, we'll really be craving live events. And And so we're not talking about it from the state of, oh my God, what if it doesn't happen? We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But right now it's important to talk about things that excite you, things that make you feel good, things that move you out of the energy of scarcity and fear. It's really, really, really important. And to have fun yeah. and to play. Yeah, so this is something that you can do. You can do this on Pinterest or you can do this on 
on Instagram. I don't know if you can share it on Instagram, but that doesn't matter. You can you can do it on Pinterest anyway. So you can create storyboards on Pinterest about things that you're interested in. So whether it's a holiday, whether it's a, a, an extension on your home that you want to that you want to build, and you can start saving ideas and images, and you can share that with your partner. You can share that with a loved one, and you can speak about that and get excited about that. And I'm not promoting rampant consumerism here or anything like mm-hmm. that. I'm just promoting even if it's just ideas about a hobby that you're about to get into yeah. and you can do this on Instagram you can save uh, you can save themes and you can save posts that you like and you can save it under a category and just ideate and get and get creative and excited about that and share those storyboards with each other and that's something that you can do as well yeah and that goes if you're single or in relationships because you too many of us are allowing our minds to visualize negative things and to go to worst case scenarios. And we're making it all up anyway right now. We really are. Even though we think we're, we know what might happen in six months, two weeks, whatever, we really don't know. So if you're going to be making stuff up, make it, make it good. Yeah. And then our next tip is to really like create something new, whether it be a hobby or actually like something where you're maybe reading a book together or you're doing something together that brings you closer. So we bought a chess board. Steph is going to teach me how to play chess. Um, So you're not just sitting and binging on Netflix. You know, that doesn't really bring you closer in terms of your relationship, watching a TV series. I can't think of any TV series we watched that has brought us closer in our relationship. (laughs) If anything, it just made us get less sleep. Um, But a game you can play together, something that you can learn together, or maybe you want to read a book together. Maybe maybe you want to read a a chapter a a day each and then spend 30 minutes speaking about it. It's actually good for retaining the information that you're learning from the book as well. Yeah. Or take a relationship class, maybe dive into some Tantra, do things that elevate you as a couple so you can be growing and learning together. That's one of the things that in a lot of research in terms of what makes healthy marriages and healthy relationships is couples that learn together, couples that grow together, both in personal development and just in their interests. Couples that grow together, stay together. Yes. Thrive together. Yes. Yes. And finally, for all the parents out there, we are not parents, so... We are not the experts, but we coach a lot of parents. And I would say my number one tip, and I mentioned this earlier, is just be easier on yourself. Please don't have massive expectations that you have to do all the curriculum and get it all right. And, you know, your kids have to be eating perfect every day and, you know, do the best you can, but really utilize this opportunity to connect with your kids and connect with your family like that's one beautiful thing that's coming out of this is that you get to really like be with your family. And, you know, I think it's important for all of us to think about there are a lot of people that don't have families they can be with right now. There are a lot of people who being at home is a scary thing. Like we're supporting a local Austin charity here that provides safe housing for victims of domestic abuse. You know, there's a lot of people where home isn't safe. There's a lot of people who are homeless. Um, And like I mentioned, a lot of people that, you know, are dealing with addictions or any mental disorders that being home and alone is a difficult thing. So get into gratitude as much as you can. You know, when you are annoyed with your partner, your kids are driving you crazy, just think for a moment 
of someone who would love to trade places with you. And I don't mean this to pity other people or to have guilt. I don't want you to have guilt for your blessings. That does no good for anyone. But I want you to have gratitude for them because the more we collectively have gratitude for our blessings and we're overwhelmed with that, the more that we're going to be inspired to serve and actually be able to to help and empower the people that perhaps have less. Yeah, and for those parents out there, family units, I mean, this is this applies to individuals as well, but having structure and routine and, you know, each individual in the household, those that can, of course, or that are of the age, taking some responsibility and leadership in, in a particular role. And that can be really empowering as well. And when that's when that's celebrated in in a way that's contributing to the well-being of the household it can be really really empowering particularly for children mm. and you know, we both have between Christine and I have a few clients that are homeschooling I've got a particular client who's been actually homeschooling his children he and his wife for the last 4 or 5 years actually so they're really prepared for this and they've been working from home for the last 10 years mm-hmm. um so they're really this is the norm for them nothing's changed in their environment per se and they've got some great tips and and for them it's about structure and routine that's really important uh, ensuring that the day starts in a particular way at a particular time. And that's been really helpful as well. And just assigning responsibilities and coordination to each individual. So everyone's sharing the load. Mm-hmm. It's not just about one person taking over or controlling or even leading. It's about collaboration and community within the home and inclusivity and sharing, I think that's that's a really important part of that energetic is a really important part of what's needed in humanity today as a whole. Yeah, yeah. And that goes for, you know, those of you who are living alone, those with partners, those with families, is having that, that structure, but not being totally regimented, regimented about it. Uh, or not, that's not the right word. Not yes, being it is. totally, is it? Yeah, rigid. I mean, not yeah. like too harsh. Rigid. Rigid, yeah. yeah. Not too rigid. With it having flexibility, but having consistency because mm. your your kids will go AWOL without some consistency. And it's really important in a relationship too, to have consistency because you trust your partner more when there's consistency. And that yeah. brings us back to the agreements is, you know, it just, it, it just lightens the load when everything's agreed upon and you know what's going on because we're going to be in this situation for a while. So the more structure and consistency and creativity and fun and play that you can have, the better. And move your body. <laughs> That's a big move thing. Move your body and if you can, move your body in nature. Don't Don't keep yourself locked in the house until you – have or experience some form of cabin fever fever just ensure that you are actually getting out of the house and being in nature where you can of course there's some people that can't there's some people that can't and you you come up with an amazing idea yeah Mm. but not not only the bath I I like to add the darkness piece to it but Mm -hmm. the bath and put on music and put on whale sounds and dolphin sounds and ocean music and sound that's, you know, even rainforest sounds, whatever, or mountain sounds, whatever really appeals to you. Birds chirping. Yeah, birds chirping. If you don't have a bath, have a a warm shower, make it dark uh, and just really just go into that. And that's mm-hmm. that's a form of getting into nature as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, get yourself a, a Himalayan rock salt lamp. That's really good too because it promotes negative ions and 
that's healthy for our bodies. It's, it's it's where our bodies become more harmonized with nature. Because when we're in when we're near in nature, near nature, near running water and streams and ocean, there's a harmony, a harmonic that that takes place between us and the nature that we're in, and it feels more natural as opposed to being in this mm-hmm. concrete jungle that we find ourselves in uh, often. So. That's that's an opportunity as well. There are so many ways that we can find reprieve and find peace in in these times of uncertainty and we just have to look. Yeah. I'm going to be doing a bonus episode this week because a lot of you have been asking me, you know, what do I do during this time? What should I be eating? What supplements should I be taking? What routine should I be doing? And I'm going to be doing a bonus episode on that. So look out for that. Um Let's segue to why we think it's such a fantastic time to be single Yeah, during this time. Yeah. I think the opportunity comes largely in discernment. Mm-hmm. We, we think that there's less to choose from. We think that it's, oh, it's, it's, it's more difficult to date, but I think we get the opportunity to do a lot of, a lot of inner work. And in that inner work, we get to find out who we are. Mm-hmm. And finding out who we are, we get very clear on the type of relationship and type of person we want and also what we can really legitimately offer. And in that offering, yes, we limit the pool of contenders, for lack of a better term, but we increase the quality. Yeah. And that that's important. We, so many people have more time to do more inner work, more personal growth, more personal development, more reading, more learning about themselves, more self-reflection, more meditation, more stillness and silence, more exercise, more health-related activities um, to some degree, right, to some degree. And I think that's really valuable. And, and like you said earlier about the Netflix mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. you know, let's fill, fill our days up with high quality experiences. There's nothing wrong with watching Netflix. Definitely do that. But binging and binging and ignoring the opportunity to actually go deeper and discovering parts of ourselves that we've never seen before, never come into contact with, that's empowering. I think that's fun and exciting. It is fun. That's one of the reasons why we can then bring this great version of ourselves to dating. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we weren't in any lockdown or epidemic when we met. However, we met Virtually, we went totally. Yeah, uh, we had a- our relationship was flourished over a, a couple of months period <laughs> through WhatsApp. Month and a half. So we met mid two months, two and a half months. So yeah, two and a half months. Yeah, yeah, three yeah. Months, yeah. Yeah, and so those of you who don't know the story, um, we were introduced because I saw Steph's picture on my friend's husband's computer screen. I thought I recognized him, even though we'd never met. And my friend was like, oh, he's a cool guy. Do you want to be introduced? And I said, if he's relationship ready, I want to be introduced. And he was. And so we got introduced. And we, the first time we talked was just through WhatsApp because I didn't think I looked cute enough to do video. <laughs> um, no, because you just came back from, um, yeah, was it Jonathan Hunker? Jonathan Hunker, yeah, yeah, big yeah. healing <laughs> session. I cried and I had like, yeah, I just was a mess. Um, so we, we chatted on the phone, but what we... This is why we stand behind the fact that we think this is a great time to be dating. Number one, we know, and I'm going to talk more about this in the special episode I do about this this sacred time, um, but we know that the, the veil is a little thinner right now, meaning the line between conscious and unconscious is not as strong because we're not as distracted. We don't have as much distraction going on, and there's like a collective focus and whenever there's a collective focus there's there's more energy that we can tap into and 
for a lot of us, our stuff's coming up, like our shadow stuff is coming up, our our fears, our childhood wounding. And oh my gosh, if you can dive into that and heal some of that, the person you will attract on the other side of that. The high quality person. High quality. You won't be attracting from your wounding anymore. No. And and we were speaking about this the other day. There are going to be men and women, particularly we were talking specifically to to men's work, Um, and just the, the masculine paradigm at the moment, there are going to be men, uh, there aren't going to be, I'm witnessing it, I'm in this space deeply, there are men awakening from their dormant self or their dormant nature and, and thinking, wow, I, I really realise I want to be in a healthy relationship yeah. and I also realise that I need to do some deep work. Yeah. I need to do some deeper work. I mean, I was on a call this morning. So a friend of mine, he's in the men's men's space as well. And he had, I think there were 15 men in his private, he's got a private group. There were 15 men. It's like a high level group. And he asked me to come in and and just serve the men for an hour and do a Q&A and, and speak and so forth. And um, these men are hungry. Now, some mm. of them are in relationships that have families and, and a few of them are single. I could have been about maybe 50-50 split. But these men are hungry to grow and mm. they're seizing the opportunity. These are woke men, awake men willing to do the work, but more and more men, and I'm noticing this, are awakening from this because now they're feeling even more isolated than they were yeah. before. Yeah. Men were already feeling isolated within themselves but never spoke about it. Now that it's almost forced upon them, they're really feeling isolated. So they're they're waking up and saying, fuck, I, I want to be in a quality relationship and I just can't be shit anymore. I can't be, yeah. I have to be a quality person to have a quality relationship to attract a quality partner. Right. And I don't think men are just doing this. I think everyone is waking up to this, yeah. th- that's single and in this space of how can I grow a little more, but particularly men. Yeah. Well, and I think that a lot of high quality people who never had a problem getting dates mm. are starting to realize, you know, I don't want just a bunch of dates. I don't want all my options open in this time that I'm by myself day after day after day. I actually want a partner. So I think that more people, especially men are going to be commitment ready, are yeah. going to be relationship ready. Are yeah. this, this time is going to really show them wow, having someone that I actually love being with consistently and they're seeing their friends and relationships that have partners. And so I think it's a, it's a prime time for dating. And, and, um, we have a program and we're going to tell you about it later. It's specifically for single women who are calling in their men. And I'll, I'll share why it's, it's just for that demographic when we share more about the program, but we are so excited that we're offering it starting May 5th because, we know this time is both great to do the inner work and to prime yourself for an epic relationship because really we've got to come out of this transformed. You know, like there's there's really kind of no choice. And the people that don't come out of this transformed, you don't want to date them anyway. But there's going to be so many people that emerge from this that are going to be really, really quality. And you want to get yourself ready for that. You want to get yourself in alignment with someone else that has done their work. And the program that we teach Be the Queen, the first third of it is all about doing the inner work so that you can really call in that that relationship of a higher vibration. And I, I also believe that more people are getting online. So people that maybe haven't in the past because they didn't need to or because they thought, oh, online's so awful, I don't want to do it. They're actually getting online. And I have two, two clients. Yeah, men. No, ladies, mm-hmm. both in their sixties. Mm. Nice. Um, that that have chosen to come back online. 
That's to awesome. go to go back. They you know they played around with it a bit. They didn't really like it, but yeah. they're they're deciding to go back on there. Yeah, which is which is really cool. And so people are are shifting. And you know, back to back to just for a moment, us. I don't know if we would have the quality of the relationship we have today. I have to be really honest about this, highly reflective. If we didn't have that space of three months, nearly three months, virtual. Yeah. Because it it, it forced us, we didn't force us to anything we chose, which yeah. was beautiful. We got to choose. However, the circumstances that we were in, yes, we knew we were going to see each other. Like you, if you start dating, you know that at some point you will see that person and it won't be completely virtual. But we got to know each other at a very deep level intellectually, socially, uh, relationally, emotionally, behaviorally. We got to know about our past. So we had space to ask some really deep questions and explore. Mm-hmm. Space and safety. And P.S., yeah. if we left this part out, the reason why we were long distance is because I was living in San Diego and he was in Perth, Australia. Yeah. So we were literally opposite sides of the world. Yeah. And we knew we were going to meet in, in the Europe. summer, yeah. in, in midsummer. But we had those, you know, two, three months. It's just, the arrogance just, of the Northern Hemisphere midsummer. Mid- For the Southern oh, Hemisphere, it's not oh, midsummer. Sorry, Thank you very sorry, much. Sorry, sorry, my Northern. <laughs> I've never been called Northernly Hemispherically arrogant. Yeah, That's well, it's the first time for it's first, <laughs> first. There we go. Um, anyway, we're meeting in July. Yes. So, <laughs> what I really loved, and I think that a lot of the women will relate to this, is I love the safety that only being able to talk to Steph virtually provided. There was no pressure. Cause for me, one of the things I struggled with most in dating was a lot of times, like I wouldn't want to go and meet the person. I'd want to just have a phone conversation or a FaceTime, but a lot of men didn't really want to do that. And then I get all dressed up. I blow dry my hair, which is like a whole effort. And I'd, you know, show up to a coffee shop or a bar, which always feels awkward because you think everybody's looking at you like, oh, there's that person on a first date. And they're like, hi, are you Scott? Oh, hi, I'm Christine. And then, yeah, I have one younger sister. And yeah, I went to Northwestern. This is what I do. You know, you're the whole like boring first date stuff. And then, you know, then if you do like the person, you start dating for a while, then there's that awkward, do I kiss? What are they expecting? When do we sleep together? Like there's so much that goes into the physical aspect. And I think that people get physically intimate and physically naked before they get emotionally and intellectually naked with each other. And it's it boggles my mind that we'll get naked and jump into bed with someone before we'll talk about deeper issues, like their deeper values or how they've been hurt in the past or what their relationship like with their parents is. Or how do they, they deal with challenge. How they deal with challenge or do they even want a commitment? I mean, I ask Steph everything. Like, are you into open relationships? What kind of drugs have you done or do you do? What's your wounding with your mother? Have you ever cheated? Like I asked him and I asked him fun stuff too, but the, the physical distance provided this safety to have incredible emotional intimacy And it was a great way to build a deeper attraction because Steph's definitely attractive and I was attracted to him visually. That's what made me, you know, see his picture. But I became more and more attracted to him on a much deeper, much healthier level by actually not being in his physical presence because I actually got to know his heart. Mm. There's just a lot of value in space. And I wouldn't recommend it if you knew you were never going to meet the person or it was mm-hmm. virtually impossible because that's not that's not healthy in, in the, the realm of attraction dynamics and uh, and sexual polarity dynamics. However, 
we knew we were going to meet. We did. We did. Yeah, we, 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 did. we knew that right from the beginning. I mean, that was the introduction that was made by our friend Renee said, hey, Steph and Christine's going to also be in Europe with us in, you know, July. Yeah. So it was a very, it's a very clear thing. And again, a reminder where we are right now with this virus, this epidemic, this, whatever's happening in the world, it is temporal. At some mm-hmm. point in the near future, within the next one to three months, it will completely settle. That is that is fact. That is a given. One to three months? I hope well, you're right. I, I hope I'm right too. Well, when I say settle, I think that we're going to have far more mobility in seeing each other and spending mm-hmm. time with each yes. other. So choose people in your geographical area. I also recommend really being intentional about writing your profile, about when you go, don't just swipe when you're bored. Don't make this mindless activity. Be deliberate. Be deliberate. Allocate and set time, structure around it, right? For example, if you were going to go out to, I don't know, an event where a lot of eligible ladies or men, whatever you're into, were, were there, you wouldn't just walk in in your pajamas. You'd, you'd put effort into it. And I don't mean you have to get dressed up before you start swiping, but be intentional. Say a little prayer, set the intention, get in alignment with how you want to feel in your relationship. So a big thing for me is I wanted to feel totally safe and also very attracted because for me, I found I was either attracted to the person, but didn't feel safe, or I felt very safe with them, but mm, there was really no fire or sparks. So I would get into this place of feeling totally safe first, like I could be myself and be seen and not have to be anybody else, not have to wear a mask. And then I'd also get in this place of feeling attractive and sexy and turned on. And that's the energy that you can go into before you open the app, before you start swiping, before you get on your profile, before you start responding and really feel into each person you match with and go, hmm, just feel like yes or feel like a no. So Just like we're doing, this is an opportunity to do everything differently, including online dating. So do it differently. Do the inner work first. And we'll tell you a little bit about Be The Queen. And Be The Queen is about a four-month online journey, but it's it's a live coaching program. So it's all through Zoom calls. We teach the curriculum through live coaching calls where we we teach and we coach you. Then there's also written curriculum we give you. There's a live bonus one-day retreat at the end. There's a very active Facebook page. And there's the opportunity to also have um, private sessions with Steph and I Mm. if you choose to upgrade. But you get a lot of attention, especially in the group calls. It's specifically for women calling in a relationship with a man. Please know we're supportive of anyone calling in a relationship with any gender. Whatever Whatever your heart desires, we support that. Why this particular program... It's for women calling in a man is because it's based on how I called in Steph. It was a very intentional process. I went through years and years and years of unsuccessful dating, of loneliness, of giving up, of just deciding I was probably going to be the auntie with tons of cats and just, <laughs> just really, and deciding one day, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to bring this in. This is so important to me. So I designed a way to do it. And this program is the way that I did it. And we just had, um, what, almost 60 women go through our first round. And many of them are already in relationships, which is so cool to see. They're very, very happy. And those who aren't in relationships are having a great time dating 
or they're just feeling more confident about it in a very different place, love themselves more, have more confidence, have had work opportunities come in, abundance come in. Like just, it's been really awesome. So we decided to do it again. You said the first third is really personal. I'd say it's even a little bit more than that. It's really working on self. I mean, the whole thing is working on self, right? But maybe a little more than the first third, maybe a little. Yeah. Well, we'll lay out the curriculum just to close the loop. Um, so it's it's based on my journey, and I happen to be a heterosexual woman who was calling in a relationship with a man. So that's why this particular yeah. program is just for that. But hey, come join us in personal mastery. That's open to everyone. I also have a breakup course that's open to everyone. You can email Jill at ChristineHassler.com about any of those other programs. But Be the Queen, it officially starts May 5th. But we have two bonus calls, one on April 7th and one on April 21st. So the sooner you sign up, the more you have access to those bonus coaching calls. We're going to come on for 90 minutes. We're going to take your questions. We're going to teach you. We're going to help you navigate this time. So this episode mm. is coming out just a few days before that first bonus call. So you can go to christinehassler.com slash be the queen and apply there, set up a call with Jill. Um, we do have payment programs as well. Yeah. For people so you can space it out. Um, but you get if you if you do the two bonus calls, you get eleven calls with us. Eleven eleven live trainings yes. and calls. Yeah. And, and a heap of curriculum. Heap so of the curriculum. two the two bonus calls are pre curriculum curriculum. And yes. And a one day live retreat. Which, which is epic. epic. <laughs> and we surprise you with lots of cool things yeah. there. So yeah. the way the program's laid out is um we work on your clearing up your past. And then we really step into masculine feminine dynamics and really teach you how to move into your feminine. Oh, so fun. I love teaching women how to move into their feminine energy because that was really the game changer for me. And helping you is a big part that I play in this, in this whole dynamic and this whole program is one really holding space for the feminine, really holding space for all of your expressions in different ways and teaching masculine feminine dynamics and uh, alongside many other facets of the program as well. But really helping you understand not only the mind of man, but the masculine energetic as well and how to play with that within your own life, within your own self, because these energies reside within all of us. These contrasted expressive states reside within all of us and how to notice healthy masculine energy in other men, which is something that has been challenging for so many people because they haven't really grown up with it. So we, we dive deep into that and that helps you really begin to attract healthy counterparts. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then we move into the dating, mm. dating tips, getting out there, all the fun stuff. All the techniques, all the structure, mm-hmm. all the challenges that you'll go through. And well, not so much challenges, more, more play, playful interactions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have, you have a beautiful community of other like-minded women and mm. the friendships that were made out of our last program is just so beautiful. Mm. So come join us, christinehasser.com slash be the queen. And I want to segue into a tip that's for everyone as well, which is be mindful of going into scarcity and contraction when it comes Mm. to money. So I know for a lot of you, you might have been laid off. You're very worried about your business. You got a lot of fear when it comes to money. The best investment you can make is in yourself right now. Truly, maybe it's be the queen, maybe it's something else, but we highly, highly encourage you, everyone, even those of you in a relationship, invest in something that has to do with your growth, because that is you broadcasting to the universe 
and to those unconscious parts of yourself that know I am worthy, I'm worthy, I'm abundant, and I know that when I invest in myself, I'm going to get a high return on that investment. Going into, you want to be mindful, of course, this isn't the time to go on shopping sprees for new purses or new shoes, but it is the time to put some money aside and into investing in yourself. You know, we're continuing to do that in terms of our businesses. We're being mindful, yet not going into contraction. Because contraction, none of us want to contract a virus and none of us want to go into contraction financially as well. So, or emotionally. Or emotionally. So, think of something that's really, really important to you. Like for us, our home is really, really important to us. And it would be easy. We just moved in. It would be easy to go into, no, let's not get anything. Let's just hold off. Let's just wait. But really thinking about, no, what are the things that really bring us joy, that really are going to make this a sanctuary for us, that really are going to, it's going to fill our heart and let's invest in those things. Hashtag salt lamps. Oh my God. He has like 40 gazillion salt lamps. We already had about eight. And then I opened an Amazon box and there were, I don't know how many more. You're exaggerating numbers. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) So just be mindful, everyone, is what we're saying. And if for those of you who are the sink, all the single ladies, if calling in a relationship in a sacred container with our help, where you are so safe and so loved and so supported. And hey, if you want to talk to one of our former queens, one of our graduates, we have so many women that would be happy to talk to you about the program. So just when you email Jill at ChristineHoster.com, just say, hey, I would love to talk to somebody who did the program and they can speak for it as well. So we'd love to see you there. And remember, we have the first bonus call April 7th, second one April 21st. The sooner you sign up, the sooner you have access to be on those live bonus calls. If you sign up later, you get the recording. But if you sign up early, then you have the opportunity to be coached by us. So yeah. anything else you want to say to about love or dating? Just just keep an open heart in a very contracted world right now. Mm-hmm. The world is in contraction. It's in fear. It's in scarcity. And we don't want to add to that. You don't want to add to that. We don't want to add to that. And the way that we don't add to that is being aware and mindful of who we are and mindful and aware of our thoughts and our emotions on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, checking in with yourself, feeling into your body, ensuring that you're feeling safe and creating an environment for yourself where you do feel safe and you do feel grounded and connected, that you're not coming from excessive contraction and that you're adding expansion to the collective as opposed to contraction. So just being mindful of the the fear and the stories and the narrative and the mass media and just being mindful of what you're consuming. I know sometimes we have a propensity to do that, to to gravitate mm-hmm. towards the negative and the dense because our brains are hardwired for survival. So we want to be, we want to be equipped with as much information as possible that we can then prepare for and realistically we're safer than that and so keep telling yourself you're safe and do what you need to do and check in with that little boy or girl on a daily basis and let them know that they're safe and maybe through your meditations or visualizations take yourself to that really safe and sacred place where you can visit that at any time that you feel uncomfortable and disconnected and just adding expansion to the collective as opposed mm-hmm. to contraction. And remember that your partner has a little boy or a little girl in them too. Mm. So tend to tend to their needs. Just be gentle with each other. Be gentle with yourselves 
and be gentle with each other. Mm. There's enough hard stuff going on. Don't make your relationship mm. with each other harder and don't make your relationship with yourself harder. That's one thing you actually do have some control over. So love yourself and love each other. And we love you. We love you. Bye, everybody.